I, I, this is where you should open the show. Of just you still laughing uncontrollably about Sting from now almost two weeks ago. Hey everyone, welcome to Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Chris Miggs. With me, as always, is uh, is Jimmy Fax, of course. Hey, uh, Garrett is still laughing about Sting from last week because you see, guys, Sting. After we recorded last week's episode, Sting jumped off a ladder and like and landed on his face on on a table. And Garrett has just been laughing for a week straight. Yeah, I mean, at least that one, he I would say he so clearly messed that one up, but like he technically hit the move. So they were at least able to finish the story in the right. ring that they wanted to tell. However, I think for like non-wrestling fans, they might not have noticed anything in the pay-per-view match. They might have just been like, oh, that's weird. Like Sammy just hit his move cleanly on Sting. Okay. Whereas the the, the dynamite it was dynamite or it was dynamite, right? The dynamite, dynamite. spot yeah. was real bad. Real and they Well, and the announcers even called out it's live announcing it, and Ta- I think it was Taz is like Oh, that's too far. He can't make it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Taz, you are correct. That was too far for a 60-year-old man, and he did not make it. Well, it was very obvious. It was like if if he'd taken, like, a couple more steps up the ladder, he had a shot because he needed to. But then he didn't get far enough up the ladder, and it's like, well, but if he's if that's the location on the ladder you're going for, well, that's and, too far a jump. That's too I like far for Nick Darby, Jackson. Darby got all the way up, and then Sting is like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. But then he didn't keep going up the ladder. (laughs) And I I almost wonder if that was a shoot where Darby was just like, Sting, after Sunday, I I really can't let you do this. Like, you're being hurt my star power, Sting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to do this for you, Dad. (laughs) Him jumping off and uh, hitting, like, clearly wrong. He broke through one table. It looked like he either banged his mouth off the table or off Sammy's knee <laughs> and immediately covers his mouth and is clearly talking to Sammy, saying something along the lines of, my teeth hurt. <laughs> I, I think the blow off for this is going to be a singles match, Sammy and Sting. But instead of Sting, like Steve Borden actually wrestling the match, they're just going to bad grandpa up Darby. And just have him work the match just so no one gets seriously hurt. No senior citizens get seriously hurt. Sting is my favorite wrestler. Uh, He's ahead of Logan Paul now because they both had botched ladder spots in the last week. Like he said, Sting tried to kill himself on a ladder. I'm going to do it better. And did that on Saturday. And and that's why AEW is better than WWE because like when Seth Rollins almost killed Sting, it wasn't funny. Mm. Whereas this Sting is hysterical. He's hitting his Three Stooges era. He's like really like he just spinning around in circles, going whoop whoop whoop. I think the retirement is no nowhere in sight <laughs> at this point. I think he, they asked he, him. He was like, "Nah, it's going to be a bit." <laughs> He's always said, right, or he's been saying since he joined AEW that he has a specific story and match in mind to end the career with. He said that it's going to be a tag match that he's done with singles, unless they bad grandpa up uh, Darby. So I think it's just like, eh, we'll get there when we get there. 
but he has it in mind. Does he's, he have a final spot that kills him? Yeah. In mind? <laughs> he's going to literally be crucified in the ring. He's going to he's going to come down from the rafters. No one thought that he was going to take his, He was going to take the inspiration from Brandon Lee that literally. Right. Jesus Christ. He's we're soon <laughs> The guy that died 28 years ago. Well, I've never seen a guy get shot to death in the ring. And you know what? Fucking XPW. Hurry up, buds, because to be fair to beat you to it. To be fair. Have you ever seen Eddie Kingston against Dilf boy? Because I think that would get there. No, I don't know if that exists. I hope XPW has got to bring their game because GCW stealing Dilf boy from them. Mm. Guys. GCW really made a fuck out of me on the 4th of July. Um, we had guests over, including Hardway Heater and his wife, Kelly. The only other people who gave uh, and our, our friend Kevin, who gave a shit about watching GCW Backyard. And everybody was bored. And if the <laughs> wrestling fans are bored, can you imagine what it's like being a non-wrestling fan watching Backyard Wrestling? That is what they think we watch. And they yeah. caught us doing it. Yeah, that Dilf Boy Joey Janela match was that longer than Tremont versus uh, Neil Diamond Cutter? It seemed like it was forty five get... minutes. God, it like I said that the the Dilf Boy Janela match was longer than the finale of Succession. Like that I, shit. I saw your chat about it. I was at a barbecue, so I didn't watch it. And then when I got home, I, I was gonna watch it, but uh, instead I just watched a video of Chris chopping kale. Far more action packed. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: that kale goes over <laughs> clean. I, uh, and I confirmed. Yes, thirty-one minutes. Thirty-one, 31 minutes wow. of Joey Janela just slowly beating the fuck out of Dilf Boy, while Dilf Boy and gets not- two hope spots. Dilf Boy got too much action. Like I think we all tuned in because we thought. He's just going to shoot, beat the shit out of Dilf Boy. We wanted him to get the MAGA butcher treatment on Dilf Boy. Sure. Already I was mad from the beginning of this because I saw Grim Stoiko on my TV. Uh, He had a gold chain on and he was kind of Dilf's little guy. I mean, they do feel like they go kind of together. They they are a pair. But here's the thing. If Grim has a a video about backyard wrestling, you're going to get to see it, Garrett, because it's YouTube is going to feed it to you. Oh, my God. You're right. I didn't even think about that. I'll get to watch that terrible match twice, but from worse angles. Um, It had to have felt good, though, for Mittens that he was the least annoying. He was not the most annoying person at Backyard. It was definitely Grim Stoiko. Are we sure? Because Mittens was shirtless in American flag shorts. I loved it. I loved it. That was that's a, that's hero mittens. That's surfer sting. That's his surfer sting. You know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's just kind of like I, I like it. I want a variant mittens, right? He looks exactly the same all the time. Mm. Any any variant, particularly like now, mittens can't do this every show. If he starts doing a different outfit every show. Uh, I'm out. But like, yeah. I think Fourth of July, he wants to throw on like a a, a sleeveless Santa shirt. Uh, for a Christmas show or something like a couple times a year. I like it. 
So if there was a GCW video game, Mittens has to have like alternate attire. And and by the way, I oh, am drinking the red, white, and blue Ice Pop Prime in, in honor of our, our country's mittens birth. Pants. And Mittens <laughs> Pants, yeah. It was, tastes uh, just like Mitten Pants. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that show. And then J.J. Allen was a little bit of a disappointment because, I mean, Backyard 1... He brought all the excitement. He got his dick blown off as the finale. Uh, he got hit by a car before that. And in this one, he didn't really bring much to the table, though they did blow up a whole bunch of firecrackers on his head, which put him out of the match for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was something. Uh, he just, <laughs> Janela just kept throwing Dilf Boy out of places. Like, he threw him, like off a ledge onto like a, a children's toy thing and then he threw him into like some a ball pit and then he just threw him off the roof of what and i guess is didn't... brett lauderdale's house <laughs> and then he didn't jump off onto him from there we watched him throw him off the roof climb all the way down a ladder walk around the house and pen him it was honestly this was fucking embarrassing for everybody i'm yes Including, again, including the people who watched. Like, Mittens was like, this is too much, guys. Mittens didn't even have a flag for it. (laughs) (laughs) My wife was watching it with me um, because we were going to watch some finish up Better Call Saul. And I was like, don't worry, this will be over in five minutes. And then 20 minutes later, it's still going. (laughs) She, But she, thankfully, she didn't, she just didn't even pay. She's just like. I'm on my laptop over here. You just let me know when whatever this is, is over. And I was like, do you want me to explain about the history of Dilf Boy? And she's like, <laughs> by the emails, way, by the emails. way, that actually sounds like the name of a GCW show. Just whatever this is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, just speaking of other indie shows before we get into to some other stuff. Um, I think he does want to come on and chat about it. I would say over the weekend, uh, I ended up not making the show. There's a lot of storms in Tennessee this weekend, and I didn't make it to the show. But Heater had, like, I would say what is one of his first, like, certified fucking banger matches. He went up against John Wayne Murdoch in ICW. I would say probably his biggest opponent up to this point. Other than, I mean, Hoodfoot, who he came up with and is the champion of the company. But I don't know. Who who do you think is the top guy I, in Deathmatch right now? I think it has to be John Wayne. I, I think I would put John Wayne Murdoch, uh, I think, at least a half step above Hoodfoot, just at, as across the industry. Yeah. I, I think. Like, Murdoch's at least top three, I feel like. And that's what Heater and I were talking about that. And like he's like, I don't even put Tremont in the top three. Because he's just like legend status. Nick Gage is like legend status. Um, I don't know. I Murdoch might be the number one guy right now. So the when uh, when, when do when do they Rita. start doing those sting spots then? If they're at legend status. <laughs> <laughs> but Heater took a move I had not seen before, which is Murdoch. Like he had been. Murdoch made him look fucking awesome. Like, it looks like you have to kill Heater to beat him in this match. Uh, He sits up a pane of glass in the corner of the ring, 
gets heater on all fours with his head face first into it, runs across the ring and double knees heater's face first through the glass. So now what it's interesting. I really, I really want to, chat with heater about our respective matches and i hope the match that i had on friday night or someone who looks like me um is up on iwtv by then because we were both heater and i i think were both covered in red at the end of our matches heater was his own blood i was covered in the face paint of my opponent on a white shirt it was it happened to be red face paint so i I, I was also covered in red. It was a little bit less violent, though. Um, Heater went through panes of glass, and I made dad jokes. So, you know. He said that he is ready to talk shop with you. So next week, if we want him on here, he said that he'll come on and you guys can break down your matches together and, uh, you know, really get it, get into it. Yeah. Let's discuss it. I'll talk about the headlock takeover I learned that afternoon. <laughs> he did also want to know if it was possible for him to get booked at uh, XSW. Absolutely. He's very funny. We know Heater's funny. He could he could get booked at XSW anytime he wanted to. He said that I he would like me to be his little guy for XSW as well. If Maybe you and Heater have a match there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, maybe it's a... Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a uh, or he could, or he could work someone else who actually knows how to wrestle. But um, <laughs> to be determined. To be determined. But yeah, if he, if he's next time we have a show, if he's up in the city, we'll get him. Uh, I'll, I'll get him booked. We'll make this happen. I, uh, yeah, I think that'll be great. It was actually an interesting weekend because some of the guys on the XSW show were then on the Casanova Valentine Great American Trash Show the next day. Oh my god! I didn't catch that one. I did not. Well, it's such a great name. First of all, just a great name, the Great American Trash. That's just that. Yeah. Um, was it a bar show? Or it was. was a, it, it was a like, bar show. I think. I think uh, Casanova. I think Effie was on it. It wasn't Casanova and Effie in the main event. It was Casanova and someone else. But um, it looked like a good time. It looked like a fun time. He's gonna finally be here. I've never seen Casanova live. Uh, he's going to be here for Circle Six. Okay, yeah, it sounds like he, it seems like he, the Great American Trash, and the Slingshot House guys are doing stuff. When is Circle Six coming to uh, to Nashville? I believe it's August. Okay, it, it, it's a no ring show, right? Yeah, it's back at Cobra where they did where Kobk did their thing last, and uh, I mean the people on the show. I think there's only three matches. I think there's three matches and two bands. And honestly, like the people that are on the card, I don't think they've announced the official lineup yet, but uh, the people on the card have me very excited. Who else Who's on it other yeah. than Heater? Heater, uh, Hoodfoot, Justice, AJ, um, Casanova, yeah, and I'm missing one. That's a pretty stacked lineup, yeah. Yeah. For just a, a deathmatch bar show, that's going to be, that's a fun Friday night. Mm-hmm. That's like top tier circle six, I think, basically. Yeah. So speaking of top tier guys, we we should really like this has been a big, big week. I mean, it's been so big that I've been texting on stop about how I'm not watching the Pope's Exorcist 
I'm, I ordered it. <laughs> it's sitting on my Amazon Prime rentals list because there's just too much else to talk about. We'll talk about the Pope's Exorcist. We got the, the, the game is out. The game is out. The and, game that... And John Moxley's in Japan. Wait. We've got a Japanese game with John Moxley in it, and then we have actual flesh and blood John Moxley in Japan. Both of those things are happening this week. So I'm curious, because I, again, I have not played the game yet. How's the game, guys? Or are you... Let's start with this, this base level. Are you satisfied with what you got, with what you've been waiting for? Yes. I mean, I think I definitely got my money's worth. Uh, I was sold a bill of goods by Ken- Kenneth Omega uh, about two years ago, where he basically, in not so many words, said, what you're getting is No Mercy, a game that was released in, what, like 2001 or something like that for Nintendo 64. He's like, you're just getting that game, but updated for modern consoles and with the AEW roster. And that's pretty much exactly what it is. And therefore, from a gameplay and what the game is, I'm very satisfied. There are lots of things that do feel kind of budget and incomplete and unpolished. Some of them are kind of funny, which makes that kind of fun. But it definitely feels like, and and going back to No Mercy, if you played like WCW World Tour, then Revenge, then WrestleMania 2000, then No Mercy, you see that it wasn't really, like the first one, World Tour, is kind of dog shit. And it was really WCW Revenge, the second one, where they really got the formula right and then the wrestlemania game was better and then no mercy was the pinnacle so i i do feel like it's it's there and we can talk about some of the specifics but but that's my general take is if you don't want a simplified game if you're like i love how complicated modern fighting games and wwe games and the ufc games are this is not for you if you want a more arcadey game if you want something like those old throwback games this is absolutely the game that that sounds like it's for me then. Yeah, I don't I, I don't want it to be hard. I just want to play the wrestling game. Someone mentioned that it's the, that they felt some of the aspects, like the momentum thing, was actually kind of closer to um, the the WWE games on GameCube, including like Day of Reckoning, which I saw that and I was like, maybe I'm really in if that's the case because that sounds that's my favorite one of my favorite I, games ever. So. Yeah, I mean the, the that was still a close enough error that they're very similar, right? Like No Mercy, right? It's very similar. I would say that it, you load up the meter quicker, um, and it, it probably makes a bigger impact because it's like finishing moves in this are fucking murder death kills. Like, you, yeah, you hit finishing moves. Like when you're playing the computer and like you're winning the whole match, but you're getting a little cute. You're like, I want to finish with a frog splash. And then all of a sudden they hit like a couple of moves on you real quick, or they do one of those reversals, like the young bucks do it. When you play against the young bucks, you'll hit a finisher and they'll immediately low blow you. And it just completely swings the momentum, even though you just hit a finisher. And then like MJF is very much a similar situation. Like MJF is always going to hit your dick when you think you're about to win. (laughs) And when you get hit in the dick, the momentum like flips like completely. Like you go from wherever you are to the lowest momentum, like in the danger zone. So like a couple of Brock Lesnar in an undertaker match. (laughs) (laughs) So like they'll hit a finisher on you right after that. And you're like, fuck, I just lost this match. I, I spent 18 minutes on. Yeah, for me, I I do like all those games that you mentioned, but like the era that I like I played all the the WWE WCW WWE games, 
but like once we hit ps2 and got to like smackdown just bring it which is not unsimilar to the others that you mentioned mm-hmm. um it just this feels like that to me that that game was like coming home after a day of high school and like i'm gonna play that till it's fucking bedtime and this is giving me the same feelings i got playing that game i love that i can just press a button and punch i can press a button and kick you could pick it up and in one match quickly figure out how to do a finisher on somebody yeah it's it's very intuitive too and like they give you little like toasts of like when you you get your your meter to where you can hit a special like it'll literally tell you on screen every match not just like your first match as like oh yeah hit this button because different guys hit finishers from different positions you kind of need it because it's like oh i'm gonna play with orange cassie for the first time i wonder does he have a top rope finisher does he have like what what kind of finishers does he have and so you just go to that position see if the finisher button comes up interesting what I am curious, Fex, what was your first match? Like, you get the game on, and what is the first thing you go to? So, my first match was... <clears throat> so, I, I like you, did did go starting with Kenny Omega, and hitting a one-winged angel was my absolute first objective. However, knowing that it's a new game, and I might not go over, I wanted to go against somebody who could get a little bit of juice from beating Kenny. So I went with the murder hawk. Um, oh shit! Because I love his music. Obviously, great music. Wanted to see how the music translated to the game. Entrances, by the way, not great. They're very like they're real. Like they're, they're but they're like really short, which is kind of strange. Hmm. Um, but the, the so murder hawk only punches like one young boy, not <laughs> not like four. Right, exactly. <laughs> and but he does have the music. All the real music's there, including by the way, the music for guys not in the game. The 2.0 music's in there. Those guys aren't in the game. The Acclaimed are not in this game somehow. But they're all over the soundtrack. Not only is their song something that you can put in a creative player, like, uh, Caster is rapping over, like, every single screen in this Menu. game. Menu, yeah. Yeah, like, during the creative player, it's all him rapping about creative player mode, it, which is incredible. It's better than being in the game. But why is he in the game? But what? But but nonetheless, um. And I, I'm glad I did that because I did not go over it. The Murder Hawk took me. I lost my first match. I did an immediate rematch. I did hit the one winged angel the second time around, and that did get the one, two, three, of course. Very nice. And who was your opponent? Because I know you started with Kenny. Or did you go Buck? I did. I, I started with Kenny in the exploding barbed wire death match. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Chucky e. T had probably the bloodiest wrestling match in the history of the business. Uh, I didn't figure out how to do the finishers right away. I did end up going over, but a surprisingly long match for Chuck Taylor uh, on television. Speaking of Chuck Taylor, so the story mode is hot garbage. It's, again, and Gary, it's I know you said beautiful. This. It's clearly written by a Japanese man who's never watched wrestling, right? Like, not even, like, he watches New Japan. Like, he's never watched any wrestling of any kind. And also doesn't think highly of us as wrestling fans. He thinks our <laughs> intelligence level is pretty fucking low. Yeah. Which, to be fair. Yeah, if you want a good, like, story mode, WWE's got them beat by a lot there. The story mode in the WWE games is, is far and away the best part of them. Um, But the actual gameplay sucks. 
Um, so tell me about your journeys, guys. So, what did well, you learn I, I wanted to jump to my right. second because I'm in my second time through because it tells you it's broken down into each pay-per-view. So, like, you start it, – it always starts at double or nothing, and you're signed by AEW and immediately thrown in the Casino Battle Royale. That's how it always starts. Then depending on how you do each pay-per-view, it tells you you're like block 1A, block 2B, block 3C. And so I wanted to go through again and see how it was different. Um, now that said, first time through, I did create a player facts because that's also the way you you get to power your guys up so that your actual creative player can be competitive. Uh, also, did you give him Gringo Loco's moves? No, no, no. I, I did all like strong style because there's so many good, like the creative player, the move set and creative player is so good. Like it has like they, Kenny Omega clearly gave the direction of like, I want to be able to create every all Japan guy from the nineties and early two thousands and every current NJPW guy. Like you, there's Destinos, my, there's Rainmakers, there's, meteora like there's just so i did a total i basically did a strong style guy but with a with a, a bigger top rope flippy arsenal and and i closed that with the uh belly to back to the haymaker keeping wrist control that was my my finisher um so again the games were all very fun second time through i go oh i'm gonna play as a tag team this time and see what the tag team mode is so when you get to the select a player it starts with your singles and you click like the l button or r button and you go to tag teams and i go eh, i don't want to be the bucks that seems like that'd be like cheating oh best friends so i select best friends as my team then it's like which one do you want to be your primary guy and of course Mount Sinai is two towns over from where I grew up. I had to go with Trent. So again, it starts with the battle, the, the casino battle Royale, right? And depending on whether you win that or not determines what your next block is. Now I lost both times. I'm assuming most people are not winning the casino battle Royale on their first match. Um, it's very, my second time through, I eliminated like 11 guys or something crazy, but I still lost. So it goes to the exact. You're same making thing. me feel like a badass. I won that shit going in at number two with Darby. Ooh. Oh, I, I don't know how you got in at number two because I was always number one. I, I just assumed you always started as number one. I got two, but I eliminated like everybody, and uh, I really didn't think I was like. There's no way I win this, and uh, I fucking made it to the end with Darby. Oh, wow. Well, So I didn't do that. I thought I was going to do it because I'm just hitting finishers and thrusting people out left and right with Trent. Um, but then again, somebody just got hot, hit a finisher, threw me out. What are you going to do? So anyway, the first time I play through, I lose. And block 1B is, it's called like an unexpected partner. And my unexpected partner was John Moxley. It kind of worked. So it was fax and mox thing. So I'm like, oh, Trent loses. Well, he already has an actual tag team partner. I guess I'm and and block one B ends with you getting to the tag title match. So Fax and Mox won the AEW tag titles. When you play as the best friends, I also won the tag titles with Trent and Matt Hardy. Chuck hasn't shown up. <laughs> They didn't let me have Chucky win the title. They were like, I feel like if I did choose Chuck as my top guy, they would have been like, nah, it's Trent. They would have been like, nah, <laughs> you can't be Chuck or you, you just can't win. We can't see gold on him. 
you mentioned the Young Bucks a bit ago. I do want to mention this. One, they made the Young Bucks very fucking fun to play as. Yes. Like, those guys are like end bosses, even when you were them. Like, I love that they made it to where, like, a super kick is a punch, basically. Like, you can throw super kicks like you want to with the Young but Bucks. But I-, I love that everybody is just as fun as you think they're going to be. And in the exact yeah. ways they are like, cause like you mentioned Dar- Darby is a lot of fun in very different ways, but basically you just, once you kind of have the basics of the controls down, you can just play. Like I remember I, I played my first game as Darby and I'm just like, what do I think Darby can do? And I just did it. And yeah, could, that's what he does. Uh, he but yeah, the young, dad. yeah. <laughs> You fight Sting a lot, by the way, in the story mode. They really want you fighting Sting frequently. Um, it's a, Okay, so we got to mention the story mode and what is stupid about the story mode. So once, for, I'll, I'll go ahead and say my first story mode I mentioned I played as Darby. It opens with Darby lifting about 20 pounds of weights on a, on a barbell and he gets a phone call and I'm going to go through both sides of the conversation here. Mm-hmm. It's basically like ring ring. And he looks down. He's like, Oh no, I missed a call from Tony Khan. And then he calls Tony Khan. Back, hey, Tony, I'm sorry. I missed your call. Tony. It's okay. Darby. I know you're a busy guy. Darby. One second, Tony, let me find a quiet corner of the gym. Watch guy walk to quiet corner of gym and take phone call. Uh, it is insane. Like, it's funny that it's just like copy and paste dialogue for no matter who you play, but making Darby seem like such a and, simple person and whoever is you're fucking hilarious and whoever your opponent is. Cause now that I'm playing through it second time, if you play through the same story, it'll assign a different random opponent to you. Right? Like, so again, like Mox was who they kind of randomly assigned the first time through. And then they did the exact same thing with Matt Hardy, where he said the exact same lines with no, nothing different. It's really weird. And it's clearly, and also like there's little things you can do between dynamites and like between matches for like different power up stuff, but you can only use it if you have a creative player. Otherwise it's like, Oh, gain these points to power up and add additional moves. And then when I did it as Trent, it's like, Oh no, Trent's Trent you can't add moves to Trent. And it's like, oh, but what if I want to? I want to give Trent a more powerful finisher. Chris, the shit you have to do in between where it's like, hey, you got pretty fucked up in that casino battle royal. It doesn't say it like that. It probably says, you got hurt real bad. Uh, You need, so your options before you go to your next match you can work out, but that will hurt you further. You can pay the money you just made to go to the hospital because in the game, the workers don't have health care, I guess. Right. Um, it's accurate. It's <laughs> and then, and then um, what is it? It's like you could take your you guy go to a meal, to eat, which... which that's the worst dialogue is like you talking to the <laughs> same waitress in every city. It's the same restaurant, the same waitress. You sit in the same seat, but each one has like a different fun name. And different local delicacy. And, and it's And then you get to hear Darby Allen going num 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 as yeah. he eats. You hear like Although I will say <laughs> like... there was one where Brian Danielson did come and and critique me for eating unhealthy. 
which that actually felt very realistic. That's amazing. Yeah. Is there now? Is this is a wrestling game, right? Is the is there a mode in which you end up doing coke and banging the waitress? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I haven't played as Moxley though. <laughs> I am going to play as a woman next to see because I'm really curious if if the women is also going to be exactly the same. And it's just instead of Mox or Matt Hardy, it's just Nyla Rose now. Like, or <laughs> the best, if they though, bothered to write a second story for the women. The best thing, though, Chris, is, yeah, you feed him to raise his health. But next it's like, you just like, I want to wrestle. So you click wrestle. And it's like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to take Darby Allen sightseeing? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll take Darby Allen sightseeing. I click the thing. And then Darby basically, honestly, I guess he's kind of running the path across the country as Forrest Gump. Right. Saying shit that maybe <laughs> Forrest Gump would think. He was like, he's like, yeah, I, I, this is, guys, I'm not joking when I tell you this. I took Darby to the, the Lincoln Memorial <laughs> and Darby <laughs> Allen, I get a behind the shoulder shot. He's in face paint, mind you, this whole time. Like, so he's at the gym in face paint. He's at the restaurant in face paint. He's at the Lincoln Memorial. Never face takes paint. it off. He's looking at it and he goes, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. The things he did had a lasting impact on this country. And when I'm w AEW champion, it's going to have a lasting impact on this company. And it's like, yeah, this is what Darby thinks. <laughs> like, this, these For are sure. his thoughts. Darby thinks about Abraham Lincoln all the time. Just constantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and another thing, too, is like, and, and I'm sure at the Lincoln Memorial, because I, I went there twice in my two, both times, <laughs> both times Pac was there. And then you take a picture of Pac <laughs> and you're like, Pac, you're British. Why are you here? And it's just the whole thing. Also, like, they do you both in both cases, do you have fanny packs? Because I feel like from the 90s, there's always like pictures of like the wrestlers by like a roadside. And they're just it's just them in like really short shorts and fanny packs. No, the, they, they do generally outside of Darby's face paint do a pretty decent job, of like putting people in street clothes, but but no fanny packs. That's probably DLC that they're charging extra for. <laughs> um, also, weirdly, FTR. So I did. Garrett, did you get you got like the pre-order pack where you get Matt Hardy and FTR? I did, FTR showed up, but what for whatever reason, I cannot see the pre-order Matt Hardy. Okay, so I have the Matt Hardy. I don't know what I, I also got the legendary edition. Also, for fans that want to figure uh figure it out, Cody is not unlocked in the game by default, but you have to buy him from the store <clears throat> using for ten thousand dollars that you get beating one match. Yeah, it's really weird. You can buy absolutely <laughs> I didn't even know there was money in the store to use until I'd already beaten story mode. And then I literally one time and I literally bought every single thing in the store. And it was like, yeah. why is this even? Anyway, though, with FTR, so I get FTR. It has FTR. It has both guys. It's their music and everything. But it doesn't add them to the tag team list. So you have to create no, FTR doesn't. as a tag team. And then when you <clears throat> when you create FTR as a tag team, you can choose their music. There's a tag team entrance for them. There's double teams. There's double team taunts. They have all of the FTR stuff. But you have to do it yourself for some reason. That's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of things like that that are just like unpolished. But we gotta gotta talk about the real like reason why this is great is the ladder match is far and away the best ladder match in in I've ever played in a video game, and the exploding barbed wire match is 
phenomenally fun. It is yeah. so fun. It is probably the most fun I've ever had in a wrestling video game. Yeah, it, there, it, there's so much good about it. And honestly, the good, like, so far outweighs the bad. Oh, for sure. And really, like, it has definitely shown me, like, they've said that they're not going to release one of these games every year, but the plan is to just do a lot more DLC. And I would, I'm so excited for when they start adding like cage matches and different, because there's really not I want the, a lot of options as far as matches go. I want the forbidden door DLC. Like again, neither Jim nor Jimmy are, so you can put in any name you want in the creative player, right? You just write it in, but then you have to have the ring announcer, right? only as a set number of things that he can say. So then it has a separate field for you to put in your name for him to say, no Jimmy, no Jim, no Timmy, no Tim. But there's Shingo, there's <laughs> Kazuchika, um, there is Minoru, right? There, Which, so Speaking of, real quick, real quick, I don't know if my wife, if I said this, but uh, when we were watching Forbidden Door, my wife goes, that's Okada's first name. He doesn't look like a Kazuchika. <laughs> I think he looks like a Kazuchika, but uh, yeah. So like, I I'm hoping that that's not just so you can create a player them. Like, I know that that's there at a minimum, but I'm hoping there, because again, there's things like, like, again, like the 2.0 guys music being in the game and the acclaims music, like clearly 2.0 and the acclaimed are going to be coming as, as DLC. And like, a bunch of like there's one of the current champions because i remember i tried to get that was one thing I don't, I don't know about you i'm ocd like i tried to get the right i'm like okay i have the chris statlander win the tbs belt now i gotta have luchasaurus win the tnt belt and i'm trying to think oh t uh there's no hook and i couldn't have hook win the ftw belt so hooks one of our first dlcs oh, okay because that's, uh, that's been announced when 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 we pre-ordered, because like it's called the elite edition, right? Like the the fancy one. Yeah, that's the one I got. I got the fancy one. Yeah, same. Uh, when I ordered it, it told me the things I was gonna get up front, and we've only gotten FTR because so apparently these are in the next two is gonna be uh, the Bunny and Keith Lee, and then Hook and Danhausen. Oh, Keith Lee's gonna be in the next two. Keith Lee is gonna be real fun in a video game. Hook will be real fun because. Taz was always a lot of fun in, in the WWE video games back in the day. And actually Danhausen is probably like, I wouldn't want to play a full story mode with him, but I bet he's really fun to play with like once or twice. I'm imagining that they've got like a specific story mode for hook and it just involves having dinner with Taz a lot. <laughs> just talk. It's Don't pay same. attention to that waitress hook. You've got to focus. Let's talk about submissions. Submissions and the Long Island lacrosse scene. <laughs> I'm also so, but the DLC so far, it's all going to be like just add, they're adding guys so far. They're not adding like modes or. Well, that's kind of the modern fight game. Like if you buy a Mortal Kombat game, you get like a set 10 guys and then yeah. you either have to pay for the season pass or essentially pay like it's like buying a digital action figure. You got to pay like five bucks a guy and like action to like Adam and like game. action figures. You can buy a play set. So I'm sure there'll be like arenas because the arena selections really lackluster. It's just like changes the very the basics for the pay-per-views to like kind of match the graphics. But the actual arena is like exactly the same. 
So hopefully they'll add some of that. I'll let you guys know. I put some real bangers on on Dark, though. Yeah, I uh, I definitely... I know you had hit a five-star match before I did. Uh, I still haven't... I got six. I still haven't hit a six-star match, so... Now, I've do, do only you, gotten do, it with the Bucks. Is, I've only, and it's Tokyo been twice. Dome, is the Tokyo Dome an option? No, that'll be in the Forbidden so that's Door definitely, DLC. Yeah, that's gonna be Forbidden Door, and in well, the and Tokyo Forbidden Dome, Door, you can get seven stars. And Forbidden Door, the show isn't even here as a pay per view. No. It's just the AEW pay per views. You know, um, but we have to think too, like eventually. when they started playing, like building the game, like a lot of these people, like. The acclaimed weren't even really a tag team yet when they started this game, right? Yeah, but right. They, they, you don't start the game by building the roster. That's the thing you do last. So, like, the acclaim not being in the game is inexcusable. And for a game that, co- like, because again, this elite edition costs us like what eighty bucks or something like that, and the normal yeah. the normal game is sixty. So it's like you're charging full price, and like y- you know, not for nothing. And I guess it's kind of cool that Cody's still in the game. Um, so you do have it both ways, but it's like, there. It's, I mean, the Acclaim literally have wrestled more matches than any team in the history of AEW. They've been there since day one. Like, how do you not have the acclaimed in the game? But and yet the big shows in the fucking game, he's wrestled, what, one match? Is he, he somebody you can choose in the regular roster? I think so. I haven't I think I he's got to get unlocked. Um, I saw you. I think he has to get unlocked. I think you have to beat him in story mode or something. I think I saw. Okay. I've definitely beat him in yeah, story that mode. Makes sense. So maybe that's why I think he's unlocked. Yeah. And I saw that you also can unlock Owen Hart at this point too. I haven't Ooh, done that. Yet. I haven't seen anything to that nature. You unlock okay. him and then you have to buy him where you bought Cody it, it, is what I saw. It is funny. Cause I did. And I texted you guys this, like the big show feels like a boss character. Cause like you can't slam him. Anytime you try to do any of the grapple moves, even if you're not trying to slam him, you go to the slam thing and then your guy grabs his back and can't do it until you have enough momentum. He blocks everything. So you can't strike him. And then he, he for what, and those two things like, okay, that the big show, that kind of makes sense. But then he, he reverses everything, which is like, what the, I've never seen him reverse anything ever, <laughs> but they do a good job of like the size matchups where if I'm playing Darby and I'm trying to fight powerhouse Hobbs, if I try and do top rope stuff, he's going to catch Grabs me like, every single time and not let me land a top rope move. So <laughs> I don't know if, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence about buying it to me, this is the wrestling game. I've been waiting many, many years to play. Like it is just, it's a pick up and play wrestling game. It doesn't make me feel like an idiot unless I play story mode. <laughs> and and honestly the creative player is for us it doesn't have as many options as the modern wwe games but is the exact options i want because like things like that anti-aerial defense you can choose that for your guy and you have a limited number of things you can't just choose everything right so it's like oh i, I this is what i want to play as and again the move set is incredible you could do all kinds of different moves it's really annoying to find the right move when you get to things like finishers where it could be any type of move in any kind of position because there's no way to search them and then uh, you can look at things and it's like, oh, I want a moonsault. And you're like, I don't see moonsault. Where the f-? And then it's, oh, it's diving moonsault. Like, really? That's not under just moonsault? And I can't find it under moonsault? But again, there's a lot of these little quality life things that they need to improve on. But like, it's so worth it. 
is there an online story mode? Like, could we all be a, could we be a triple threat group? I don't think so. We could create a group. So you, there is an online mode and you can create your own teams and factions. Um, I don't believe there's a story mode aspect to it though. Cause again, you're just going to team with Matt Hardy or Mox, regardless of who your actual (laughs) tag team partner is. That's disappointing. I want us to like all of us with new Japan moves. Just it's just me. It's just me, but I headbutt people like Ishii. That's <laughs> they definitely it, have that. They'll definitely have that for you. I just I love that because I think right now, like I've got a ten month old kid. Video games, I do not have. Like I got the new Zelda game, and I've gotten to play it like two hours. And this is a game that's going to take me, you know, a hundred hours to beat. And by the time, like I get to pick it up again and play it, I've already forgotten the controls. It's nice for me to have a video game that like, I'm going to be able to pick up and play for 20 minutes at a time throughout the week when I have the the free time. Well, that's my thing about like modern video games is like, what I used to love about video games. They were like relaxing, you know, like I could play Tecmo Super Bowl and my brain could go off. Because yeah. I could li- I could physically just do that without really thinking. Even like those again, the No Mercy and like GameCube games, like you could, your brain could go on autopilot a little bit. Like you might have to think about certain things, but like mentally, it was not that hard. It wasn't taking that big a load. So it sounds nice to play something. Yeah, where like you can just play the game and like forget about your well, day and 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 the, visit visit the lincoln memorial and like the easy mode is super easy and then they have like a super easy mode where like you don't even need to hit buttons other than lock up and strike and it'll mix up lockups and strikes for you i haven't tried that one because again normal easy mode and even the normal mode are both easy enough like easy mode's easy right away normal mode's pretty easy once you have a couple matches in you um so it gets to be mindless. My thing I, has been like, you can absolutely play this game for 10 minutes and probably do at least two matches, maybe more. But like, also I found I'll put it on like at, at night and all of a sudden my wife is walking in and being like, you know, it's like one in the morning and you've been playing this for like two and a half hours. And I'm like, Oh, I, I didn't know that. Also, why is an avatar of you on the screen hanging out with this waitress? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just, is is your character giving her your her, your number? What? And, what and are a, you shoving a, a into your key? penis hole? <laughs> Did you just offer the waitress a room key out of Ramada? That's actually would be good DLC, right? So they they have the create a player DLC, they have the play the 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 character DLC, they have the arena DLC, and then on the road, like there's certain locations that I don't know. You go to so like you go to New York, New York, right? But like they should have one that's okay. like, you know, they did a show in Atlantic City, do Atlantic City DLC. And like when you go to the restaurant, it's not a restaurant. It's just a strip club. And the meal, <laughs> instead of being food, it's just cocaine in a bathroom stall. And but then they have the nice picture explaining like, cocaine is the national pastime of Atlantic City. <laughs> you're you're actually selling me on the whatever they're doing for Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> It should take place in the 70s and star a professional wrestler. Cocaine will improve your energy level, but may hurt your health long term. <laughs> By the way, there was a goddamn it. You're going to beat Hulk Hogan's ass. There was a really good comic book whose name is escaping me. It was an image comic a couple years ago where it's about a wrestler, I think, in the 80s 
and he's also like selling cocaine and working for a cocaine dealership and doing a lot of cocaine on the side uh i think it was called like ringside or something like that just a little plug you just called a cocaine dealership yes it was the 80s. They it just they were very open about things. They had storefronts. The cocaine dealership was DeLorean. They would have <laughs> You'd get a Ford or some cocaine. I'm also going to by the way plug another wrestling game I played in the last week that I really love. As uh, some longtime listeners of the podcast know, I'm a huge tabletop gamer. Um Chris, I am de- demanding that you come over and play this with me. It's a game called Rumble Slam. And it is a tabletop miniature game with pro wrestling. Now you can play as orcs or dwarves or humans or unicorns even. Um, so it's like fantasy, but it is pro wrestling and it feels like pro wrestling. It is everything I've wanted. I have bought almost every wrestling board game ever made. And they're almost all, they're all somewhere between dog shit to barely playable. And this one is actually really, really good and feels like you're playing a pro wrestling match with with dice. Yeah, we played Hero Clicks. That's, that's the one, right? Hero, Hero uh, Clicks, was... the game, I love and is a very fun game. The wrestling adaptation doesn't work great. But right. this game, Rumble Slam, which is a standalone game, is great. So it comes, the box set comes with like a, a team with like, humans and hobbits against orcs and goblins i already bought additional factions so that i'll have some dwarves and some vampires so this sounds like something cindy would be into she'd be like bring her over you, you can do, there's to- rules to up to a four-way dance facts yeah i was gonna say you were saying a combination of words that i'm interested in and a combination of words that my wife is interested in like i'll, you- I'll also pack it up next time i'm in nashville uh, again, it's it's it plays the the core rules are for two to four players. So you can play two players, you can play three players, and even if you do two, by the way, if you want to do a couples thing, you each because you do it's a tag team match. So usually, me and my friend Johnny O did the starter set is five on five, so it's kind of like a Survivor Series match. So mm. you can even easily do you and your wife control a team together, and you just take these two, and she takes these two. Like, I'll take the wrestler, and she's like, I'll take the vampire. You're like, and there's a Vince McMahon character, but he's a Balrog. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, but that's uh... that's real. I mean, not literally Vince McMahon (laughs) is a Balrog, but I bought, there's a Macho Man that's like a dwarf. Um, There's a Orc Hogan that's clearly a Hogan. So there's a, I bought both of those, of course. The the game is made in the UK, so they they won't be here if you come over this weekend, Chris. They won't be here yet, I don't think. Okay. Um, But... I ordered a lot of them. There's a ch- an orc China that's clearly China, like has like a chain mail brazier that looks very evocative of, of late late WWE China, not late late China. Um, Is there a magic powder? I haven't pl- seen all the special rules, you know, because you don't okay. get the characters' special rules um, in, until you buy them, right? So it has like, I guess when you buy the the guy, there's a little figurine of them that you play with, the, the little miniature. And it comes with their card, their special abilities. So I will find out. But I'm hoping between the Hogan one, the Savage one, maybe there's a Ric Flair one. I, I honestly don't remember. I just blacked out. And <laughs> next thing I knew, I had to charge for 120 pounds uh, on my PayPal account. 
Like, it's like I paid 120 pounds and I was surrounded by little men. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to look something up right now that I thought was kind of an interesting fact that happened in uh in WWE. I saw that over the weekend at Money in the Bank. Oh yeah, that, that the Guinness Book of World. Yeah, it did. That the Guinness Book of World Records came and presented uh, Natalia with six Guinness records for drinking or <laughs> cosmetic surgery. No, like it was. Uh, I mean, she had been in the most pay per views of any woman. She had been in more WrestleManias than any woman. She had wrestled more Raws. I actually, she might have been just wrestled more matches on raw than literally anyone like i don't even think it was female i feel like there's there's find... almost no way that that's true right i mean like if you think I'm about trying like, to John find her instagram or, or but yeah do you know what her instagram i so is? we'll before we get into john moxley and new japan because we're gonna need some time on that uh, i will say um money in the bank was kind of garbage but I did enjoy, I did enjoy the main event with the Bloodline Civil War. Uh, the first ten minutes are the slowest ten to fifteen minutes of a match in history. Like literally, if you're, I would say fast forward to that match. Um, you if you want to see the very end of the first match, which is the men's money in the bank, you can see like Logan Paul and Ricochet almost die. Um, right. But not, it's not funny, like, Sting. But then fast forward to the main <laughs> event, and then just fast forward literally, like, 15 minutes into the main event. The, I think the match is something like 38 minutes or something crazy like that, 35 minutes. But the first 15 minutes, they don't... Or like a Triple H match. It's not even, it's like... Legitimately. It's like, you remember those yeah. that Young Bucks match where they didn't actually do a move and they just kept... But it was funny, and then they did, like, a lot of athletic stuff. This was the opposite of that. Where, like, they kept being like, should I lock up? Should I lock up? Like, oh, am I going to... Like, you guys have been feuding for fucking two months. Like, just fight. And then once they started fighting, <laughs> it was great. They looked like me trying to do anything in WWE 2K. Yeah, exactly. That's what it looked like. Where it's just like, <laughs> I just want to hit the fucking punch button, but it just keeps changing poses. <laughs> and I start half doing a taunt and then stop. Because legitimately, I... I picked up the show somewhere in I forget what match was on when I when I turned it on. Um, I had no idea it was on in London. So I found yeah. out when you guys were talking about it, I'm like, oh, shit, it already happened. And it was like 7 p.m. Eastern. And I'm like, oh, I'll put on the replay. And at 7 p.m. Eastern, the day of it, you couldn't get it on fucking Peacock because the replay didn't come on until about 9 p.m. Eastern when I watched it. But sorry, I, I interrupted. no. But so I watched for a while because I was like, oh, I'll see if the Cody match is on. I watched I watched the Cody match, which was really nothing yeah. like he kind of squashed Dom. It was fine. Right. Um, and then I had it on for a bit. And finally, I was like in like 10 minutes into the bloodline match. I was like, nothing is happening. I've watched too many like commercials and this has been too long. I watched John Cena talk about London for like 15 minutes and then beat up a guy I needed to Google. <laughs> um, so I, I turned it off and then you were like, wow, that was that bloodline match was really really good and i was like you mean like like after the first 10 minutes you're like yeah yeah specifically yeah <laughs> you the, got first, the first so it's minutes. like almost like 
the first 10 to 15 minutes is negative three stars. It is because it's not like building drama good. It is really bad. Just fast forward through it. The rest of the match is really good. Nothing else on the pay-per-view was better than Powerhouse Hobbs against Dustin Rhodes on Collision. And I didn't think that was a very good match, just to put in perspective. I'm not saying, oh, that Powerhouse versus Dustin match was a fucking banger. It was fine. But that, I'm just saying, like, an average AEW show, every single match on that is better than every single thing on Money in the Bank, except for the main event. And the main event, once it got going, was was really good. And it had a really good finish, too. I'm excited to hear you guys talk about New Japan because I didn't get to see either of these matches from the weekend. So I haven't seen... So we're recording on July 5th. I have not seen today's match, which was the final death match. Final death is the name of the match, to be clear, between Despy and Mox. I did see yesterday, which was the demolition no DQ match. Exciting encounter. Exciting encounter, not a match. But it was demolition no DQ, not just no DQ, Um, which was Jun Kasai and Despy against homicide and john moxley and i I, like woke up yesterday and didn't have my phone on me i remember like i went back upstairs i've been up for like an hour and i just see all these messages from chris that like he's already watching the show he's already (laughs) loving it and i'm like i i wasn't gonna watch this but chris seems super enthusiastic about it and i put it on and i'll be god damned if it wasn't one of the and Garrett, I, I don't use this lightly. It was one of the goddamnedest things I've ever seen. It was, and I'm not even saying like one of the goddamnedest things I've seen this week. I'm just saying full stop. Like there were so Never. many incredible things about this, and the fact that this is happening in Corican Hall is just blowing my mind. Right. On that was my next answer. question: is where it was. It's so it's Corican. June Kasai wrestled Corican. On a new Japan so, show. So, so, yes. And it's a very bloody death match that has a razor wire crucifix in it in Corrigan Hall. And I'm watching it at like 10 in the morning in Corrigan Hall in an actual New Japan show. It's America's birthday, by the way. But this is in Tokyo and they bring a bunch of American, American wrestlers. thing we could be watching. And here's the thing about Jun Kasai is. I'm just like, well, what what are the people in Corican think? Because if for anyone that's been to a show there, there's the the bleacher seats, which are just the ones just to the left and right of the ring, and you can't buy those. They always get sold out instantaneously to the same people every time they have season tickets. So these same people go to every single show, and that's like a lot of the Corican faithful. It's like the same people that just watch every New Japan show. Yet you saw people in the stands here. I've never seen this at any New Japan show or any show of any kind of Kurikan. People are yelling about Jun Kasai. They are up. They are moving around. They, I've never seen Kurikan Hall swaying like this, how much they loved Kasai. Yeah, definitely. It feels like it brought like a different crowd to New Japan, which was kind of fun that it was really these people who are like, love Jun Kasai and are like, Holy shit, we're going to get to see Jun Kasai wrestle a New Japan match against John Moxley. Yeah. I mean, that is, is. Did Homicide get in on the blood and violence? Oh, of course. Yeah. Lovely fork work from Homicide. Really artistic. Yeah, no one. So Despy comes out, his mask is already ripped. Not like he even rips it during his entrance. 
It is ripped before his entrance starts. He, that's how we set the tempo for this match. And all four guys are on the receiving and dealing end of punishment. Yeah. There's a fork board. I feel like they, they go into like a brawl early and it's kind of like, hey, they're brawling in the crowd. It's good. Okay, we're building. And I don't know about you, but I'm thinking like, oh, is this going to be like the watered down core conversion of a death match? Because of that, of like, oh, brawling in the crowd. Like they don't do it a lot in Corrigan, but like I've seen that before. But yeah. no, it, it, and then they get to the yeah, it's board. a fucking death match. It is a death match. It is if you did not know it was New Japan, you would never think it was New Japan in yeah. Tokyo. There's literally facts like gloss, kind of gloss passive. There's literally something that could best be described as a um, what did I call it on our text thread? A razor board crucifix. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's ex- it's it's something. Um, they they go. They go quite hard. The other thing I loved is that there are two tags in the match and they are both hot tags. Yeah. So th- they're all just <laughs> brawling like any other hardcore match, but twice, even though all four guys are in the ring or fighting the whole time, they do. And both times it's the Japanese guys. And I think Kasai gets one and Despi gets the other, or I don't, I don't. Yeah. They both, it's, it's literally, they're clearly the baby the faces as they get both the hot tags. Yeah. But the fact that they both, like, literally, they're just both in the ring. And then one, I think, where Kasai gets the hot tag, he's just, like, in the ring, like, drops an elbow on the forkboard and then just kind of rolls out and immediately goes to the corner and reaches for the tag. And it's it's great. He gets the hot tag. Chris, did you watch today the one from Please, please call it Final Death. I, Let's call it by- final, final, final Death. I have not watched Final Death yet. I literally actually have up right now. It's like skimming the, the the prior matches. I'm gonna as soon as we we finish, I'm gonna watch. So I want to watch um, Willow Nightingale against Julia, which seemed uh, fun. I want to watch Eddie against Kenta, sure, yeah. and then um, then I want to watch Final Death. Yeah, I mean, it's today's card is is top to bottom better than yesterday's card. But if if anything is able to top that that tag match from yesterday, the which was a tag match. Uh, although no DQ, uh, it's it's going to be a hell of a show. The only, again, I think the only thing that could possibly top it would be Final Death. And we know Mox can do back-to-back death matches. He's done that before. Uh, and De- Despy, I love also this. Just Despy is just now he's just a death match guy. I think that that was how. Like I think Despy was just like, listen, New Japan, I'm going. I'm a death match guy now. And they're like. Ugh. All right, we'll just we'll we'll let you do death matches on our shows. Just Corkin, none of the pay per views or anything. He's like, I want June Kasai to be my partner. They're like, God damn it, Despy, fucking <laughs> God damn it. I hope we get June Kasai at Wrestle Kingdom. I, I I just like the idea of what what Despy matches what matches Despy's pitching. It's like, okay, guys. All right, now I want to wrestle Master Watto in a death match. And Master Watto's just crying in the corner. He's like, no. Well, I mean, the the, the New Japan executives are always a weird and mysterious lot that you, you can never, a lot of times you can't really understand the decision making and it's never explained. Um, as opposed to Vince, where you're just like, oh, yeah, you just poke penis hole, got it. Um, but you would think based on the reaction and the pops he was getting and like stuff like that and like the online sentiment that I've seen, you'd think Jun Kasai's gotta be back pretty soon in New Japan. I, I don't know that they would sign him because like I don't think New Japan's gonna be like, we're gonna do a deathmatch every fucking show. And I don't know that Jun Kasai knows how to do a hip toss. Um 
unless it's onto a fork board. Just if he doesn't have the fork board, he just mentally can't do it. Um, <laughs> like actually, the winner of best of the super juniors, <laughs> Jun Kasai. Jun Kasai and I are both gonna t- together. We're gonna learn headlock takeovers. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll he'll uh, teach you and Heater how to not gig. Wink. Wink. <laughs> well, also, the, the other thing that I loved about this match was that they had Suzuki on commentary. And I just really want to hear what Suzuki in Japanese was saying about this match. I just want, like, can I just get a running translation of what, like, that's, like, Ian Riccoboni and Chris Charlton did a, a totally fine job. Um, they were they were good, even. But neither of them is Minoru Suzuki describing a June Kasai. So as you know, I have a friend, uh, you know, that, that speaks Japanese. So I don't know when I can get him on the horn to give us the translation, but I am going to ask him immediately what the Japanese word for pussy is. So I can listen to it in <laughs> Japanese commentary and see how many times Suzuki uses that. Cause I bet he, that's what he's calling them the entire time. But June Kasai versus Suzuki at wrestle kingdom. Ooh. That just writes itself, right? That is two men of a very specific look beaten on each other. I don't know, man. Well, I guess Despy's got to be involved, right? They did announce, love- by the way, Wrestle Kingdom is is a one night again. Thank God. Year. So it's going to yeah. be a big-ass show. But, but yeah, d- yeah, put Despy in a tag match. Despy, Jun Kasai, and Suzuki against three guys who are... I like it's so insane to me that all this Despy deathmatch stuff started in Nashville. You like were there. it's just it, it was like it was a match I actually thought I was going to leave early for. You know and like go to SummerSlam and I saw something special that day. I want I want the you know like dark side of the ring I feel like this season's been a little weak. I want light side of the ring. Which is like good, high, highly produced wrestling documentaries, but about positive stuff. And I want season one, I want an episode of like the journey Despy went through to took him here. Like, did he just agree mm. to do the Nashville match for some money? Like, did he think like, oh, maybe I need to do this other thing? Like, I'm not getting over with crowds outside of Japan. He obviously had the huge moment in the the after he won Best of the Super Juniors with like the rip mask and like or he, the mask completely came off and the, like that kept him over for a while but like he never really got over that hurdle and like now he's way the fuck over that hurdle right he's a totally different guy yeah he's like he feels like a much more mainstream wrestler or maybe that's just us um but he definitely is a much larger audience he's definitely selling more merch right i own a despy shirt i'd watched years and years of despy i even like despy i talked on this very show about how much i like despy or on our previous show maybe um I never bought a Despy shirt until till recently. Like I want to he- see that transformation of like what went through his mind that's led us down this thing that he's now just like the Japanese deathmatch guy. Meanwhile, Dark Side of the Ring is like someone thinks someone murdered Doink. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I haven't watched that episode, but you said light side of the ring, and I thought that was the light episode because it was how much a clown loved cocaine. <laughs> yeah i mean i, I don't that was really the, the returning story it's like well he tried to clean up but man did he love cocaine and he was so fun until he was pulling someone's eyeball out in a bar <laughs> yeah 
It was, it was fairly dark. Fairly dark. Well, clowns are fucking scary. And it's most true. of them are on cocaine. Yeah, I mean, but it just seems like that one was kind of the lighter episode because everything else this season has kind of felt like, let's just do a, something about this period or this guy, find everybody that's still around from then that we can get, and then let's have them just talk shit about one person. <laughs> We're just going to pick someone that all the old wrestlers in their recollection of something that happened in 1983 are all just going to shit on somebody. The one episode I watched was just like one guy's like all of his neighbors being like, he sure did kill himself. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, my wife watched it with me, and she was, like, upset that at the end that I had her sit there and watch this, like, whole family commit suicide on Vice television. Oh, the the, my, the Graham episode. That was the Graham episode, That yeah. was really... That was dark. Yeah, because I, I was, you know, and that's one that I... I thought was one of the more interesting episodes because I felt like I knew less of that story. Like I knew that how it ends for both Grant, both you know, Eddie and Mike. Um, I well, I didn't know about the kid. Um, and the great grandpa and great grandpa and his brother. Apparently, they all just killed themselves <laughs> at Gramps. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that, and so I was like, "That's interesting." I think I was texting with you, and I was like, "But I want to be clear, Garrett." <laughs> This is sad. <laughs> I recommend this episode, but I just I just want to be clear. You've got to be in the right mood for this because it's really, really sad. Like, aggressively sad. Like, I just... I, just, I don't want you to just casually turn this on. This and I bad. casually turned it on anyway. <laughs> and I should have casually turned on the clown doing cocaine episode. Much better. Much lighter episode. Yeah. I mean, they, they can't cancel the show yet. They have to at least do one live episode where they just get dilf boy in studio <laughs> and they just go live to him and they just go <clears throat> just kind of motion to him like come on do it do your thing and he's like do what and then just everybody takes turns hitting him <laughs> or they they just put a load like, they just put a loaded gun in front of him and they go what well, I thought it was going to be like they put a fucking toys for tots, Ben, and they're like, what are you going to do with that? They just start sneaking the toys in his pockets. <laughs> Him and Grim. Oh, shit. All right, guys. I think that's it for this week. We're going to end on, on Dilf Boy's demise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We kind of opened on, on, I mean, him having a bad match with Joey Janela, and that's, you know that's not Janela, so. This is the biggest stage Dilf Boy's been on, and all he has to show for it is a friendship with Grim Stoiko. And and a lot of dirt. I think he's got a lot I think he's got really dirty gear. I hope he was able to get it out. Next time we see him, he's gonna be just as filthy. Like he will have not taken a bath between <laughs> now and then. All right, everybody, thanks for listening this week. Uh give us a follow on at predetermined podcast on Instagram, at Chris Miggs, at Jimmy Fax, at Gartet. Uh, anything else? What do we got going on next week? Pope's exorcist. I'm talking about it, whether you guys have seen it or not. All right. I might go to SmackDown. I don't know. We'll see. Ooh, the bloodline might be there. Oh yeah. Very exciting guys. Hit our goddamn music.